0: From worlds beyond, to, to right at the gaming, gaming table, these are All My, my fantasy, fantasy Children.
1: children. Hey, hey. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano-Syedro. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's the tabletop-inspired, world-building, character creation, and improvisational storytelling podcast where each week, Jeff and I take your brilliant listener-submitted prompts. They can be long, they can be short, they can be specific, they can be vague. And we take that prompt to create an original fantasy character, world detail, legend, myth, what have you, Use it to develop an original fantasy world we've lovingly titled Fantasy. It's the yeah, best show right. on the internet. It is the greatest podcast. Taylor LaBresche is right. It is the best. It, it rules. We make a cool thing. and We it, make a cool we, thing. We,
0: we, we, we and others should shout about that on the internet.
1: Goddamn right. Um, but first, we like to start by talking a little bit. Jeff, what is getting you excited this week? What's something cool that's happening or uh, like a neat
0: rock you saw? um so the thing that's getting me excited this week uh i'm gonna put this on i am putting this on uh, it we are recording this on january 31st 2023 i do not know when this episode is going to come out (laughs) soon maybe
2: this is aaron from the future saying whoops
0: The opinions expressed by me on January 31st, 2023 may not reflect the reality when this episode drops.
1: Ah, yes, of course.
0: (laughs) With all of that said, go birds. Go uh, birds. The Eagles are going, returning to the Super Bowl. The first time we're back to the Super Bowl uh, since we won in 2017, or or February 2018, the 2017 season. Who are the Philadelphia Eagles playing? They are playing the... Stop I don't fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> I I legitimately couldn't tell you. It's incredible. I can tell you that Wait, we're
1: going. Hold on. Listener, I want you to hear as I open my phone who is going to the Super Bowl. Uh it is, hold oh, please. Ah, the Kansas City Chiefs against oh. the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Oh, the Eagles are gonna are gonna are gonna tear them limb from limb. It's gonna be very satisfying to watch. They're gonna clap those <laughs> again, cheeks again. This was recorded on January thirty first. Yeah, Please January thirty first, twenty twenty
1: three. But who knows? Maybe it'll be out soon. This is Aaron from the future saying, "Whoops."
0: <laughs> i oh my god
1: i'm so excited super bowl is fun especially when it's your team
0: i love my city i love i love my team i love getting to like watch the city come alive and like watch people like it's fun to watch the city of philadelphia have hope yeah 100 because <laughs> it's a, not a thing that we're used to as a city there's an underdog spirit to Philadelphia, yeah, like, very it, queer it, core it. to Philadelphia's character.
1: <laughs> yes, and I love it. It's something that, like, I'm realizing now. Like, people describe growing up in like, if you're like within 30 to 25 minutes of a city. You're like a suburb of that city. I'm like, did Jeff and I grow up in a suburb of Philadelphia?
0: We we kind of like, like we grew up outside of Philly. Is how I would describe. Is how I often describe like what happened. Because old Muck City has the similar vibe of like underdog
1: and it like does. South it Jersey like a, in general. Like we're not North Jersey.
0: It has a it has an underdog energy that is informed by the city of Philadelphia. It yeah. is uh it's an exciting time to just like walk around my neighborhood and like. You just see people. You shout "Go bird!" Like you say "Go birds!" to each other, and you have a little moment. Like it's just a nice thing. It's a nice little touch of community, and I like. I, I, it means a lot
1: to me. I love. What's your favorite Super Bowl snack? What's your food oh. of choice? Like, what's if you had to pick two, you get. If two. I had to pick
0: two, I am gonna go probably complimentary. What? Uh, I'm going chips and cheese. And okay. I'm going pretzels and cheese. Oh wow, that's like simple. a soft, like soft pretzel, like oh, soft pretzel bites. That ain't like a simple. Philly soft pretzel mm. or the little soft pretzel nuggets that they make.
1: Yeah, Philly Pretzel Factory.
0: Yeah, Philly Pretzel Factory. The, the little tiny bite-sized pretzels. You dip yeah. them in some some largely artificial cheese. Fuck
1: yeah. It's like Velveeta and like molten lead, but it's delicious.
0: It's delicious. You feel you feel it, it it's that fucking Justin Timberlake movie in time where you just see the <laughs> you, you dip it and you see the clock and you're like what? <laughs> Yeah, you
1: see your max <laughs> HP reduce, not your HP. The max you HP You see goes that number go like, oh fuck! It was a hundred. What the fuck is it? Eighty two. Oh, pretzels <laughs> with cheese. <laughs>
0: um, but I love it. I love it. Those are those are my go-to because I feel I love like it. like I can just dip a chip into cheese into like a nice, and it can be good. It can be bad. Like it Doesn't can be matter. a really nice cheese sauce. It can be just warmed up Velveeta. Like. You dip it in the, you get a little cheesy, you get a little crunchy, you get a little salty. You drink, a, you drink a beer or a cola. It's just, it rides me, it it carries me through the fucking the, the the game itself. I love that very much.
1: Um, I have a weird memory that just popped into my head when I was in middle school. Uh, I used to go to this kid, Jim Logan. Hey, shout out to Jim Logan. Just kidding. Don't shout <laughs> out to Jim Logan. However, <laughs> um. His mom would make jello jigglers in the shapes of footballs. That was the weirdest but most delightful Super Bowl snack for me, because <laughs> you'd be crushing salt. You'd be reducing your max <laughs> HP all fucking night. And then you'd be like, yo, you know being really nice? An ice cold cherry piece of jello shaped like a tiny football. Anyway, mine are cheese I like I I wanted to annihilate a cheesesteak and some Buffalo chicken dip.
0: I mean, that's just, Buffalo, God, Buffalo Chicken Dip, like. Come on. I Aaron, think that I have to, to cha- that- <laughs> I legit think I have to change my answer. <laughs> welcome to Senior Wizard
1: Snack Corner, because Buffalo Chicken Dip, for all of you who have never had it, Holy fuck, oh. Get on it. Find her any recipe on. It's so simple, and everybody's got a motherfucking crock pot anymore.
0: It's one of those things that you can also make. Uh, you can make vegan or vegetarian yeah. oh, God, really yeah. easily, yeah. like with the hot sauce and like yes, because it's the shredded chicken. So like you can really easily sub. Like I've had some really really good vegetarian version. It's just
1: it's a, it hits
0: it, it hits it, it hits just it's right. You go, to so a, right. you go to a party and you see like you see that that you see that bowl of orange. Yeah. <laughs> yep. With the chives you know, on top. Or you know, you know.
1: it's a good party.
0: You're like, oh, I'm fucking
1: this is it. I'm burying this thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I'm being all night. I'm, I'm
0: not... I am hunker. This is where I'm hunkering down. This yep. is the spot. Oh, I love the Super
1: Bowl so much, even though I never I love care. It. I just love watching. I don't watch a single game all year. Then I watch the Super Bowl and I try to. I find out who people I don't like are rooting for, and I actively <laughs> root for the other team. <laughs> that's funny.
0: <laughs> I used to be. I used to be. A, I only watch for the commercials guy. I know. It Used to be me. That that's used to okay. be me. It's most. I mean, that's most people. And, I mean, but like. We still do. Jen and I still do do our treasured uh, commercial, our our treasured Super Bowl commercial bowl competition. That's good. Which is uh, an important tradition in our own lives. <laughs> it's a fun game. It's it's a fun time. It's a good night. Have I explained the commercial bowl on the show before? I think you have. Okay, good. I'm not gonna. Then I won't explain it again. And if you don't know, too fucking bad. Sorry. Re-listen to the backlog. Um. What's getting me
1: excited this week is similar Oh I didn't and, ask. No, I don't care. I'm telling you because I'm so fucking excited about it. Um Senior Wizard Snack Corner again. I made Chia Pudding. Shit bangs. Uh Chia pudding, for you don't who those of you who don't know, it's just fucking pudding with like chia seeds in it. That rules. However, y'all get on this recipe guide. Meaning, go to Google.com, put in Chia Pudding recipe. Hit
0: up this new website called Google.
1: Google.com. <laughs> Type into the what the search bar. It'll be right there in the middle. Get a recipe for it and smash that shit. I am insane. I made rice pudding and then I made chia pudding. So I'm in. <laughs> Welcome to Pudding Fest. Welcome to the Pudding Podcast. We only talk about soft things like melted <laughs> cheese, buffalo chicken dip, rice pudding and chia pudding. But yeah, I've been making those. I've been cooking a lot. And it's just been fun because you get to eat it. That's the best part. And I'm encouraging others to make these things. Like I'm trying to share. I was just talking to somebody at work. And I was telling them about rice pudding and I gave them the recipe and I was like, you're never going to fucking make it. But I like sharing. So that's been my <laughs> new jam. It's been like cooking my ass off lately. My two things been it. rice pudding it. and chia
0: pudding. And now I'm
1: excited to talk about the greatest prompt submitted in the last couple of
0: years. Thank you for that segue because I was going to give us another five minutes on trail mix. No, and I, don't I don't think we need want to it. go that route. <laughs> I made granola, but I, don't, I also I don't think granola. we need to go that route. I think no. that we're good.
1: <laughs> I think we're good. We're at nine minutes. <laughs> Ten minutes. All right. Prompt this week comes to us from our Discord. Prompt submission comes from Taylor. Prompt Periwinkle Puzzle Pause, Kid Detective. <laughs> Great. I just, I just want to say it again Periwinkle Puzzle Pause, Kid Detective. And now, kid detectives are something that I don't fuck with. I'll be real. I don't like, (laughs) this is a funny statement, children doing things that adults do. I don't i don't like it. like in media i don't like when like oh this kid he's the greatest keep out of your grown-up business stay in your fucking lane why are you all trying to work get a job before you have to treasure your youth yeah encyclopedia brown just go outside and fucking play so i'm looking at google images of kid detective and we're looking at encyclopedia brown we have harriet the spy we have, who the fuck is this? Dan Taylor, boy detective? What the
0: fuck who's, is that?
1: What, what, <laughs> I don't know. It's a comic. It's a, it's a comic. What, it's a comic.
0: Dan, that is the most, like, encyclopedia brown. Harriet the Spy of Dan Taylor. Yeah,
1: crime-fighting adventures of a boy mastermind. Oh, Dan Taylor battles the vice lords of crime. Fuck Dan Taylor. So this is periwinkle puzzle pause. Dan
0: Taylor is a 35-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, posing as a
1: child to get more clout. It's like... I feel like here's my here's the scoop on why content creators have ruined this concept for me. Because if a kid detective existed, they would be very active on TikTok, pointing at text that's like "how to solve a fucking mystery in three easy steps," and they'd be selling courses and shit. But that's not why I like. I just don't like kids doing adult things. <laughs> but anyway, so periwinkle puzzle pause kid detective. Obviously, my first thought is my first one. I have a big pitch for you. The first one is that this is a beast person. Mm -hmm. The name is Periwinkle Puzzle Paws. Jeff, what animal is this? (laughs) Periwinkle Puzzle Paws. I try not to have disdain for Periwinkle Puzzle Paws, Kid (laughs) Detective, but it's very hard for me not to.
0: It's very hard. Periwinkle Puzzle Paws is a... Gotta have paws. Gotta have paws. Just a fucking dog.
1: Like, is it... (laughs) Sorry. I'm trying to hold back my... My
0: disdain. Periwinkle Puzzle Paws Platypus Reporter. No.
1: I was drinking water. So you hear me closing this (laughs) as I shake my motherfucking head. Periwinkle Puzzle Paws Platypus Reporter. Yeah. So they have two fucking jobs. The, well, this is my the, arch nemesis. The, the,
0: reporting, the reporting is what gets is what makes, like, they're a detective. See, well, here's the key thing, Aaron. Um, mm-hmm. This is actually <clears> extremely important because I am going to send us on a tangent as I break down uh, a piece of writing that somebody put in front of me that I made. Like, a thing that <laughs> I made that, like, I had forgotten about that I'm actually immensely proud of. And it fits this character. It fits. It's relevant to this discussion. Okay. Aaron, did you know that I made a 50-point rubric for what makes a great TV detective? No.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you did, based on the myriad of Columbo content we have come up with on the show.
0: I, I broke it down. I, somebody, somebody recently mentioned this to me just randomly. They were like, yeah, this character's like a 40 on that rubric you made. And I was like, the what? Oh, God, I wrote that four years ago. <laughs> Which is an incredible, like, that somebody remembered a thing I wrote four years ago meant a lot. But at the same time, I was like, fuck, I do not remember taking time to, like, break this down. Anyway, the five categories, in short, are effectiveness. That goes from 1 to 20 because you have to be able to solve a crime to be a <clears throat> great detective. Of course. Passionate, which is one from 1 to 10, which is how much you care about people. Because you have to care about people to be a great detective. Cop, which ranges from 0 to negative 10 because the more <laughs> of a cop you are, the worse you are because ACAB flexibility, which is from one to 10, which is, you know, how different, how many scenarios you could get into and then entertainingness, which is how entertaining you are. Okay. So anyway, uh, if you're a reporter that is also a detective, that means that your cop score is going to be very low because you're not working with the, with the cops. You have a different avenue for solving crimes. Okay. Like the thing is, is that that makes, let's roll for pronouns before we get, before I start, I'm getting excited and I don't want to like run. I brought out the classic
1: and it's something that is near and dear to my heart that we haven't rolled on this show in many moons.
2: Animal D6 go! Uh
1: five and so
0: they've periwinkle puzzle pause. Use they them pronouns. <laughs> Platypus <laughs> reporter. <laughs> they are a reporter, and that is their avenue for solving crimes, which makes them very much not a cop. And that is important yeah, in a good in a good TV detective. Also, that they're literally a child. <laughs> So, periwinkle puzzle pause, kid
1: detective, platypus reporter, is uh, not a cop, we know this, and they're good- are they good at this? Are they a good detective? This is the question that's gonna, like, stop me in my tracks. I have a big pitch for this. Then,
0: Then throw it, hit me.
1: If I may, this is a huge, like- I have stressed so many times, like gripping my dice. I just caught myself squeezing them because I'm looking at images of Kid Detectives, and it's frustrating me, <laughs> getting angry. Periwinkle Puzzle Paws Kid Detective Jeff is a fucking demon in disguise. This is not someone to be trusted. This is this is someone who's like, ha ha, I'm jolly, I'm toxically positive and bouncy, and I'm a little kid, and like, you know, you can you don't need to worry about me. This is someone who is like actually doing. Harm or creating chaos, some kind of bad, and they are hiding in like a golly gosham's form. Because I just can't stand this. Just look at them, Jeff. I sent you a bunch of you images, did. You and they're did. all you so
0: did. fucking obnoxious. <laughs> you uh. did. They're all making me laugh, but this <laughs> is making me laugh very hard.
1: And that's the idea of like I see like a kid, like a fucking twelve-year-old dressed like Columbo. <laughs> with or like Dick Tracy holding a mic like a magnifying glass. And I'm like, I don't fucking trust you. You don't know how to do taxes. You don't know what you know the law. You know how to find evidence. There's something up with you, Perry, periwinkle and periwinkle puzzle pause that is so suspicious to me that I already don't trust you because you're a platypus kid detective. And two, I know you're a fucking
0: demon. <laughs> I know. And three, I just realized. Platypi don't have paws. <laughs> no, they don't. But this one does, and it's super suspicious. <laughs> Thumbs up now. This Thumbs immediately up. gives me. This immediately gives me an angle that I want to run with. Okay. <laughs> this is dumb already, and I'm obsessed. <laughs> this immediately. This immediately gives me an angle that I want to chase after. Okay. Because I've watched. Obviously, I watch a lot of mystery stuff. Yes. It's the genre I like. Yes. And I'm thinking a lot about uh, we're in a we're in a period right now, thanks primarily to the efforts of, uh, of regular AMFC listener Ryan Johnson. If I just say that, no one can prove that it's not true. Mm-hmm. Between Benoit Blanc and Poker Face, and I guess also Brick and Looper, and almost everything else he's made as a, as a as a creator, mysteries are hot right now. Yeah, and the thing that stands out to me about mysteries being hot right now is. So many of them involve a private entity coming in and just fucking shit up. What do you mean? Like the detective is a private entity? Yeah, I'm thinking specifically of like Murder, She Wrote.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Where she's
0: just an old lady that shows up and starts being like, y'all got secrets? What's going on here? Yeah, and it's like kind of just like nosy. Like I think of like what's the difference?
1: Like so we're talking about Kid Detective, right? This is just a nosy fucking child. What is a kid? I I make a hot take. What is a kid detective, but a nosy fucking child? (laughs) You know, poke showing up at a carot Jeff a crime scene, being like, "Ho ho, I can solve this. I'm Periwinkle Puzzle Paws," and you know, and just as like you know, discovering like you know, I found the murder weapon. You're like, you're fucking nine. What do you what? (laughs) Go live your life. Go live. What are you doing? Go like experience the magic of childhood. But this Periwinkle Puzzle Paws, it's just too suspicious for me.
0: So here's what I want to propose. Okay. Because I like the demon in disguise angle a lot. <laughs> okay. The thing. I want to propose this. This is what I want to throw at you. Periwinkle puzzle paws platypus reporter is a. It's not quite a detective in the moon crescent sense of like there are secrets being handed about. And it's oh more yeah. More no. of a. It it is very specifically. This is a this is a a pact that you make stop it it is uh it is a haunted newsletter no you write to this newsletter i have to figure out like why you would write to it but like what happens is that like this supernatural child demon appears to just like expose like you know what i mean in that way that like uh like the Almost almost the opposite of the unseen eye is what I'm envisioning, right? Okay. The unseen eye being like a mythical force that you summon when you want to erase something from existence and it collectively but removes it. But so this it. is the light of Ignatius, then you're saying we've made this before. Imagine if the light of Ignatius was like... <laughs> ah! Sorry. No, no, it's fine. I appreciate you calling these things out because, like, I am poking at ideas because I want to say, like, the Joker for that, but I know that's also, like, adjacent to a thing that we've made.
1: <laughs> because what I, my first thought, when you say all this stuff, like, oh, you know, in fantasy, so let's review. It's been a little silly, and it's been a little messy, but I'm going to real, th- I'm going to condense what we've said. Perry Michael yeah. Puzzle Pause, Kid Detective, Platypus Reporter, with pause is actually a demon in disguise. This is a well-known entity. Perry Winkle Puzzle Paws is fucking known. There are not many. I want to say this is the one kid detective in fantasy because I don't want to deal with another fucking one. So <laughs> there is one. And they are good. They deal perhaps, right? So we have a lot of detective stories in fantasy because fan- mysteries slap. I would say that in Moon Crescent, it's like the information game. You know, information is power. It's like leverage, things like that. The Unseen Eye can bury things, can make them literally vanish out of existence. The Light of Ignatius can burn that away and ex- expose them. Periwinkle Puzzle pause. I think, needs their own brand of mysteries that they... Because this is a fucking demon. My first question for you is, why are they doing this? And then I think we'll get to the bottom of it. Like, here's what I'm sitting on. Full of rage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's sitting on a lot of rage. I'm
1: just looking at these images still, just filled with fueled with anger here's
0: what i'm sitting on i'm sitting on like specifically i'm thinking of like two things that have popped up or two things that have popped in my mind you mentioning showing up at a crime scene is compelling to me and it reminds me of like a detect it reminds me specifically of like a detective trope that i like that idea of like that that grown-up detective trope of like batman showing up yeah, like nobody called. Like you see this with Poirot, sometimes you see this with like some of the some of the more serialized detectives like nobody called you. <laughs> like it's a it's a thing in both Benoit Blanc movies where like it's a big question of like who hired you? Why are you here? Mhm. And I think like I like that that's the vibe. Okay. Like you are like something has happened. And suddenly in your parlor, there is a precocious child who is a platypus, like dressed like Columbo poking around. You don't know where this child like this, 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 this creepy child has appeared and is just like is a is a is a mischievous little imp.
1: And they're (laughs) snooping around and they're looking for evidence. So my question is, Jeff, what does Periwinkle Puzzle Paws want? They are clearly under this guise, right? Because demons are not good. You know, I, I don't know if this is like a lovable scamp demon. You know, I think this is bad. I think that they are, they have an ulterior motive. Like they, they, they want something. They want to, not like they want to sow chaos, like silly things like that. Are they, you know, if they solve crimes like a fucking murder and fantasy or something, or like the case of the missing, you know, legendary blade. Do they want to inhabit it? Do they want to find people to possess? Is it things like
0: that? Here is okay. I uh, because snooping around when so here's okay. Brain is spinning now. I've okay. got something. Aaron, I don't think that Periwinkle Puzzle Paws Platypus Reporter is a is a reporter or a detective. Okay. What what's the first thing that pops to your mind if you walk into a room and there is somebody that you don't know in that room? moving stuff around and like rifling through your things
1: oh i would think that it's them who did the thing personally
0: (laughs) would you think that they are trying to steal something from you yes okay what i want to propose they are a demon in disguise they are a being of otherworldly power and they are a and and their newspaper their newsletter that is distributed across fantasy okay that's fun Cause like they're a reporter, they have a newsletter and I specifically envision like a kid's printed out, you know, you know, like a kid that makes their own newspaper, you know, like an uncool child, not like me. But like if, if there no. were another child that made their own like newsletters with advertisements and stuff like that's not a thing I did. No,
1: that's not something that Jeff Stormer from New Jersey would do. However, <laughs> it is something
0: that like a theoretical child might do yes. who, if they were not cool like I was who didn't do this. Yes, exactly. This newsletter is just distributed. And, and what it is very specifically is like hot gossip on wealthy and powerful people and it is distributed in such a way that like you could contact periwinkle puzzle paws to go like dig up information if you wanted to rob someone and they are they are they are an an otherworldly agent of thieves con artists and scoundrels who under the guise of being a detective crack in mysteries funnels information to the funnels information to the various criminal underworlds of fantasy
1: okay so if that's the case I want to say, to take it like in a supernatural step, Yeah, periwinkle puzzle pause. What do they feed upon? Like, why are they here? Like, what's tying them here? You know what I mean? Kind of like in, uh, in the Soul Tree episode, it was like, you know, a demon reaching for like the warmth of the sun or something like that, you know? This is someone who what, like feeds off of mischief? Information is kind of vague, but I would say, oh, they feed off of secrets. But you said they're just doing hot goss on rich people.
0: And specifically, they're working with 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 fee like they're working with like thieves and con artists. And it's this idea of like, I'm an information broker, but I'm specifically giving that information. to Like we I'm have giving that information that to so criminals. many times. I know. I know. This is different, though. This is a different we have thing. An
1: episode about the shadow broker who deals in
0: information
1: to criminal syndicates.
0: Aaron, look, we've been on the air a long
1: time. <laughs> no, I know, no, I know, I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not teasing, but for me,
0: I think that there is something there. to uh, There twist. is something there, and I, I, I uh, being aware of the other times that we've done this, there is a like a different vibe, and I'm trying to pinpoint exactly what that different vibe is.
1: Yeah, because we have people who peddle information and steal it and give it, and we have God, the the Knights Gasp is a patron saint of thieves and. The the Bounding Hound is a literal constellation that you can, a thief can pledge themselves to. But I'm thinking about what it means to be a detective, uncovering information, snooping. Jeff, my, my thought is, if this is a kid detective and I hate them, there is no detective work being done. But what are they tricking people into giving them, offering them? I love this idea of spreading a newspaper, Right? What does that do? If I pick up this newspaper and I read it or I answer an ad that's in this fake bullshit newspaper made by a demon, does that create a covenant? Does it give them part of me? Like, because I I love the idea that this kid isn't actually doing detective work. Periwinkle Puzzle Paws is under this guise of like kid detectives spreading this cute newspaper. People think Periwinkle Puzzle Paws is like motherfucking Blues Clues, like cute, wholesome. I love this fake newspaper, and they solve mysteries. But I don't know if does has anyone ever had a mystery solved by Periwinkle Puzzle Paws? Because I'm thinking flim, I'm thinking demon, I'm thinking Um, bad, uh, I'm thinking
0: flim-flammer. Flim-flammer is right, and I want to say I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm pulling on some strings here, and I want you to, I want you to stop me. Like this sounds dangerous to me to invite this thing like vampire style into your home i've got some thoughts okay thinking about a detective stories and b kid detective stories kid detective stories in particular are always extremely low stakes it's never i'm gonna bust up ai am gonna bust up a cartel that has no you know, no
1: it's always like you know somebody stole somebody's fucking sheep
0: and i found the flock exactly where i was hoping you would go <laughs> farm animals No, like somebody (laughs) has stolen, somebody has, somebody stole my milk jug. Yeah. Petty shit. And I'm thinking specifically of detective stories, the idea of a MacGuffin, the idea of an object and the, the kind of object doesn't matter, but it is an object that instigate that like is sought after over the course of a mystery story. Like what? Can you give me an example? The Maltese Falcon in the Maltese Falcon.
1: Okay. Or, or, uh, the letter in the glass onion. Yeah, or um, the
0: suitcase in Pulp Fiction. Okay, cool. A thing that is, it's a thing that is the most important thing in the world, and it does not matter what that thing is. But okay. that thing, to periwinkle puzzle pause, is the important thing, right? So, the, like, imagine you are a wealthy person and your prized medallion goes missing. This delightful child shows up and's like, Well, I can help sign your magical medallion. Finding lost objects is uh, my specialty. And sure enough, this kid goes on a precocious little adventure, uncovers the thief, et cetera, et cetera, has a big funny moment like on the surface. Then a newsletter gets distributed that's like, I found this person's magical medallion and they keep it here. And the combination lock is X, (laughs) Y, Z.
1: Because I'm thinking this is a horror story, Jeff, to be completely honest. right? As soon as you said this thing appears in your home, I was like, Jeff, that's fucking horrifying.
0: Because like the other half of this, Aaron, and this is where this is where AMFC deep lore spirals up. Yep. Let's talk about magic.
1: Yes, please.
0: Magic, we have said, is the act of creation. It is the act of making things, infuses magic into stuff by way of like putting craft and thought and care into it and also like imbuing memories into things like treasured objects have a kind of magic.
1: Yeah, it's a very real, tangible magic. Like, there's so many different ways to imbue something that, like, you know, if I cared enough essentially crafting it, that alone is... Because it, it, magic forks on your essence, so you're essentially transferring yourself into something, or imbuing it.
0: Imagine if you could hijack that magical process. <laughs> oh, fuck, okay. And embed yourself on that magical process. If magic is tied to the story of an object, right? If 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 my fa- if my coin has the memories that I have imbued on it and like the 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 lifetime of like flipping it and and f- spinning it in my fingers and it imbues a kind of magic because it is close to me and it imbues my life in that magic. Then if something if part of the story of that coin becomes that somebody took it, somebody else stole it back. And that magic, A, that, that very real source of magic ends up with the person that stole it and stole it back. And B, the act of stealing it becomes part of that magic in and of itself. What I am proposing to you, Aaron, this magical being appears when you have lost, like, when when an ob- when an a mystery appears in a form of, a, like, a lost valuable object that is specifically among, like, the wealthy and the powerful and the, the owners of things. Well, I mean— it
1: can be it can be both because what I'm thinking of when you say that is the the little phrase of like please Saint Francis please come around something's lost that can't be found is this the fantasy equivalent of something like that
0: where like I lost
1: a thing and you you it's almost like blood a mix with that and Bloody
0: Mary and so like there's there's uh, I, I I like that also because that implies that there are two separate people making pacts with this demon for yes, very different reasons completely. Like, hey, you lose something, you lose something that is important to you, right? Oh, like and I uh, have a thought about what it is. Uh, you have, a, you lose something that is important to you. You lose a, a, an object that has your, your memories and your magic imbued in it. And suddenly this little, this little imp appears to you and is like, I could find it for you. You make that pact. You make a pact with this entity and sure enough, they find it. They uncover all of these secrets and all of this chaos and they find your object And then suddenly there is this, this uh, like newsletter arrives on someone's doorstep. They don't know who delivered it. They don't know where it came from, but it just says, Hey, here's some objects. Here's where they are. Here's the, here's the secrets that would allow you to get close enough to take it. Or at least most of them. And then suddenly you are a thief going, well, I kind of want that magical coin. Guess I'm going to pop. I could get it for you if you want it. I like this and i will say
1: because this is becoming gradually a horror sh- a horror story and i and i fuck with it very much consequences of dealing with periwinkle puzzle pause let's make a fun list of consequences because you said you lose something you know obviously one of them is one could be if you have something stolen right someone breaks into my apartment Steals my, you know, social security card of, uh, you know, uh, my piggy bank. They steal it. There's my life savings in it. Oh, no, my, I'm ruined and stuff. That happens. They drain my bank account. I basically call to periwinkle motherfucking puzzle pause, which I will say, Jeff, do you want to say that people know that this is a demon? Is it something that like you're not supposed to do this? Because I think about like Candyman or Bloody Mary.
0: I got I want I want to hear the rest of your thought, but I got I got a, I got a specific angle on that and a specific yeah. consequence
1: that I think is really, really solid. So you call to you call to them, you call to Periwinkle. Periwinkle appears in this jolly little platypus with a you know, a big magnifying glass and a trench coat. It's always tightly and underneath her you see these big cartoon mascot suit paws and this cute platypus is like, I can find it for you. And they find this item and then they expose now now that it's returned to you, How Where it is in your house, it's published in this newspaper, blah, 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 blah. What also I think is a thing, the person who stole it is therefore put on blast in this news report, how they stole it, when they did it, who else they've been considering stealing from, creating dissent in like, because this is bad, creating dissent in communities of like, Dave next door is a fucking thief. Dave stole from Diane, stole her precious magical coin. Can I push this
0: even further?
1: Oh, God, yeah.
0: And also tie in the idea that, like, you are making a pact with a demon and, like, yes. you know what you're doing. Yeah. Because I think, peri- I like the idea. I'm thinking of specifically, you ever read the short story, The Box? Uh, Is that the moment the, you push the button? Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm, th- I'm, th- I'm th- inspired this by that, too. This yeah. is a box. This is the box.
0: 100, yes. Perry shows up. You've lost a thing. Maybe you just lost it. Like, maybe you just full-on misplaced yeah. it. Periwinkle shows up. I can find it for you. In fact, I'm pretty confident it was stolen. It may not have been, but what Periwinkle is offering is that, like, you will— And the, the, the offer that Periwinkle makes is very simple. You will get it back. This, whatever this is, whatever object you've lost, you will get it back. But you will get it back because someone will have stolen it from you, and I will pluck the identity of that person from The back of your mind, it will be someone you don't like, it will be someone you know, and someone you dislike will have stolen it. And in doing so, you will like bring consequences upon them. So, what you're saying is
1: if I say, I'm Missing my lucky coin, Jeff, and I say, Periwinkle puzzle pause, Periwinkle, you know, I say it three times like fucking Beetlejuice or something, Periwinkle shows up and says, You can have it back, however. Someone in your life will become the thief and they will be labeled as that thief for the rest of their life so that you may have your thing back. Do you want it? Yes. Wow. So it basically costs someone their entire reputation and like alters the course of their existence so that you can have a thing back. Yeah. I like it. It's fucked up. It's terrible. And that's that's what I kind of want to push with this kid detective is like, Awful things, awful bargains that you strike. Because I'm literally thinking about uh, when people hire private detectives to find out if like their spouse is cheating on them, for example. If they're not, it still fucks you over. If you find out they're not and say they find out that you hired a private detective to follow them. Okay,
0: because I was wondering how the other half of it connects back to it.
1: And I think everyone will know. Maybe do people know that you made that deal? Is that the cost on you?
0: Oh, Aaron, I've got a, I've got another suggestion for that. Okay. What have we said happens after you get your object back? I don't know. It goes into a newsletter. Oh, it invites thieves to you. Yeah, like, and so you are left, and so, and the idea is like, it is a, it is an ironic pun. It's a, it's a crypt keeper, right? It's an ironic yeah. punishment thing. It is a, you cast someone in you, like you cast harm onto someone in you. You are the kind of person. Who would take take someone in your life and cast them in, cast doubt upon them to get back an object. And now you don't even have the object because someone's going to take it from you. Oh. And I'm not going to help you get that object back again. And they're going to walk away with it. It is a, it is a, it is a quintessential, like, you made a bad deal with a, with a being that did not have, that did not have good intentions. And now some, you have hurt, and now you have hurt someone. And now you have hurt someone and you don't even have that which you try to hurt someone to get back.
1: Okay, so I want to condense this before we move on because this is so sexy. You lose your coin, Periwinkle Puzzle Paws, you summon them. You ask them to get it back. They say, strike the deal and it's done. You know, this little kid is just like bopping around, sitting on your couch, you know, drinking a cup of tea and is like, say the word. And someone that you know will be the thief. I'll make it so and you will get your item back. However, the people,
0: they will come for it. They will, and they will get it. I think what I want to propose is that they don't tell you that oh, part. God. They tell you very specific terms like I'm going to make it so that some like like I will I will get you your object back and I will expose the person that stole it. And they're like, "Do you know you know for certain that someone has stole it?" I am never wrong that someone stole it. Fuck. (laughs) Okay, so even if it was lost, you're still throwing someone under the motherfucking bus and ruining their life. You make this deal. You are the kind of person that would make this deal. Afterwards, they're like, great, I got your object back. Six weeks later, somebody breaks in and steals your your magic sword or whatever. You might call to Periwinkle Puzzle Paws and just don't get an answer. Or if you do, you just get a, Shouldn't have made, like, you're, you like, you, I think you, I, I like you just don't get an answer because, like, oh, okay,
1: I have a, I have a thing, you get an answer, and it's just, you get the newsletter every fucking week, Mm. but it's all mundane information that doesn't help, but you check every week to see if there's information that helps you. Is there some kind of thing where part of the bargain is, like, check the newsletter every week, and you'll know when your item is ready to be returned to you. Basically, this idea of, you are tied to this being checking the newspaper, constantly looking for updates as to when your sword might like, be returned to you for the second time, but it never will. Or is it something as simple as, you know, in your community after that, after your item is stolen for the second time, right? After the, the bargain has been struck, are you just simply like invisible to your community now? Mm. Meaning like pe- when people look your way, they see nothing. When, when your plight is screamed into the universe. People hear nothing because you gave that up when you struck a deal with Periwinkle Puzzle Paws.
0: I think what it is is I think it is that everyone else like I think it is that everyone else in your community gets a a copy of the newsletter after it's been stolen a second time that includes a story about how your object was stolen a second, like was stolen again. (laughs) Let's just get the news update. (laughs) Stolen again. I don't know. Like I kind of like the idea that you just get that like there's no supernatural consequence after it happens a second time you just get like it is it is the end of a twilight zone episode where you just have that one moment where it's like yeah you're fucked like you fucked up and and, like our interaction is done but sit in the fact that you're ruined
1: yeah perhaps there is one last so it gets stolen you said and it's announced in the newspaper right that it's stolen a second time Mm -hmm. no one will care ever no matter how much you tell people you cry about it you tell people no one cares that i feel like that is the thing yeah like no one will ever feel compassion toward you in this capacity again forever.
0: yeah i like that i like, really like that
1: that level of curse where like you can cry you can tell people you can ask for help no one will ever look your way again yeah and it's not some like fucking mark of cain or anything it's the curse it's essentially the curse of periwinkle puzzleball
0: and it's it's that it's that uh, name of the episode, The Curse of Periwinkle Puzzle Paws. Of course. What I what I think it is, is like, no one will care. Yeah, no one cares about this one thing.
1: Oh, I meant grand, like never again will you ever be worthy of compassion because of this.
0: Oh, see. It's a I, bit scary
1: I, for me. I was like,
0: fuck. <laughs> I mean, that is adequately scary, but I do like the idea that it is like, like you said, like you can scream about this all you want, but like... No one will ever like. No one will listen, right? It is a. It is a. It is just a. Like, yeah, you you got stolen. Like, move you become on. the boy who cried wolf essential. Exactly, and but like, I just I like that idea that like you just lost that that that's such a powerful thing of like that that all clicks together really nicely. That yeah, sense you're of coming, like,
1: there's no coming back from the deal with periwinkle puzzle pause. Like, yeah, you're you're just fucked. I'm so sorry. You made a deal with a literal demon, and you knew it. You knew it was a demon. You knew that they were like in your house. You know the the legend of Periwinkle. This is something where it's like I feel like it's something where uh, I love in fantasy stories where urban legends are fucking real. Yeah, where people are like something's lost, and you you learn as a kid like do not ever under any circumstances if a being if this thing this fucking trench-coated child platypus appears in this home. I feel like. In towns where Periwinkle Puzzle Pause has like fucking cursed someone, there is pr- there might be like a weekly act of like burning the newspaper, like the pamphlet, for people to be like, nope, not in our fucking community. Like, how do you banish it? How do you banish? Because I'm thinking of this community. You said everyone gets a newsletter, but they don't for a while. They don't care. So I'm like, so how do they move on? how do, How do people learn from this and be like, we don't invite it in our home, you know, blah blah blah. blah.
0: That's a really good question. I'm trying to decide who I think gets i who I think. I think the newsletter goes to people that are likely to steal the thing. Is how I think. Like, I think who gets it specifically. I dig that. I dig it specifically. Is just a like. It's it's the same kind of. It's the same kind of magical pact as periwinkles showing up in your house. Is like you get the newsletter when you when you need to get the newsletter. And I think that the way that you banish. Let me sit with this. I have a thought,
1: and it's 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 simple in a way. Um. And my initial pitch, you can you can poo it if you want, is that in fantasy, if this threat is very real, when you think something is taken from you, something is stolen from you, you learn to accept it and move the fuck on. Or is it something more like, you know, you fucking burn an effigy? Like, you know what I mean? Or is it more of like banishing a demon?
0: I like the like the banishing the demon angle is what's cool, because I like the idea that like. You can just, like, the accident, because the accidental summoning is very cool to me. Yeah, completely. And so I like the idea that, like, A, this is, like, a well-known... Like, entity. ...ghost that appears. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, like, the well-known thing, here's my pitch. And this goes back to a thing you said at the very top of the episode. Okay. When we first talked about kid detectives. And I fucking hate them. You (laughs) have to challenge Periwinkle Platter, Periwinkle Puzzle Paws platypus reporter kid detective to like a child's game mm. you have to like the old the way that you basically ward the way that you basically banish this kid detective is to effectively in action <laughs> signal to this kid go live your life <laughs> so effectively like a, like it is a common practice to like Keep a set of jacks in your house, Oh. so that like if you lose something, if you lose like your a family heirloom and you you can't find it, you have no idea where it is, and then puff, I can help you find it. You go, no, no, that's fine. Do you want to play jacks? And you bust challenge out you your to set a game of, of fucking spades, kid. Yeah, you 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 shuffle your deck of playing cards, and you're like, it's time for go okay. fish, and like,
1: what, what really gets me fired up about this, Jeff, is that you are implying that once this thing. It, it is inviting the vampire into your house, because once Periwinkle Puzzle Paws, poof, pops into your house and is like, need a little help finding that? If you give the go ahead of like, yes, oh my God, help me find. Or if you just dismiss it of like, get the fuck out of here, kid. You know, that is banishing it in a way of like, no, we don't fuck. Get the fuck. You're a child. Get the fuck out of my house, essentially. <laughs> and like, or. You have to challenge them to, like, a children's game for which that will make them leave. Yeah. Like, that is what shoes them off and keeps them from coming to your house. I'm a
0: detective. Like, I'm not a kid. And it's like, well, I'm playing jacks. You can play jacks with me or you can leave. Yeah. Do you
1: want to play some stickball in the front yard? Pff, they're gone. Because the idea is you are asking them to solve this problem for you. And in doing that, you are striking a bargain with a motherfucking demon. Right. But- if you see them as they are, which is a ridiculous concept of a kid detective which I loathe, you can banish them by being like, "Go play outside." The fuck out of my What are you talking about? You're not You're not going to help me solve this. No. Go fishing with your friends. And now I know we're late in the game. But I want to ask you a big pitch question. Um, with the remainder of our time, we had mentioned What a demon is in fantasy is uh, energy. There's The universe is made out of chaos energy in fantasy. Everything, the planets, every planet in the universe, made out of chaos energy from our primordial sister. The other sister is made out of order energy, which is what demons are made out of. So when order slips into our universe, takes form as a demon, basically opposes everything within it. However, to banish them truly once and for all you kind of have to find out what they want and, like, solve it. Basically, who is this demon? Who are they? Why are they still around? Kind of like we we equated it to ghost's unfinished business, mm-hmm. where if you solve it, they leave. So what is the, therefore, ghost unfinished business of this demon? How do you get rid of a kid detective once and for all? What do you, like, give it, basically? What do you give them? What do you give this thing to make it go? If I were a demonologist in fantasy. Right. The- yeah, yeah. And you were solving the business of this demon. What the fuck do I do? Why is it? That's why I asked you at the beginning. What does it want? What does this this other other universally entity? Why is it fucking doing this? Because all it's doing, let's do, let's define what it's doing real quick. It's finding missing shit, stolen stuff, right? It's preying on people and it's destroying other people in the pro. It's basically showing you that you are a selfish asshole, yeah. right? That you are capable of inflicting pain. On someone else so that you can have a material possession.
0: Well, and I was thinking about something, and this is just a particular piccadillo that I I, I I gravitate towards. Okay. I was thinking about, like, you were saying that this is an urban legend that was real, and it really tied in the idea that, like, it allowed me in my head, thinking about this as, like, a thing that a well-known urban legend that people kind of know how to banish Periwinkle, made me go full Columbo in my head.
1: Okay. Because I love the idea that you mentioned of, like, Jackson Games makes makes Periwinkle go away.
0: But it doesn't banish. It doesn't fully-
1: Defeat and- them, essentially. Release them from this, like, you know, literal- uh, t- their ties to this universe.
0: And what I'm thinking is that, like, because that's a well-known banishment technique that is spread amongst communities, like, if you're just, like, a rich- if you're just, like, a rich old fuck, lives by yourself, and, like, oh, they took my gold- Well, then, yeah, you're going to, you're going to, this kid's going to pop up and you're going to be like, yeah, get my gold back. Yeah, fuck. I need my gold. (laughs) And so, like, what that says, like, and that says to me that, like, if we were picturing this as a horror anthology. Yeah. We would see the, the victims of this as wealthy, powerful people making the, making this deal to making this deal to consign themselves to ruin. Yes. That says to me that there is somewhere someone was like actually harmed was like materially ruined by someone taking something valuable from them. And like if someone were to do the research and find and like solve that actual mystery, mm. not like not out of an object but because like something precious was taken from a family like who did not have the resources to get it back from the from the powerful person that took it and when they tried that powerful person just threw someone else under the bus and walked away scot free and like getting justice on that person on that person who was harmed by someone powerful enough to to bring someone harm and not think about it again then that would be that would be the that would be the case that would bring periwinkle puzzle paws to peace like that would be the thing that put Periwinkle Puzzle Paws to rest.
1: Essentially, what you're saying, though, is, which is great, um, if people stopped doing this and wanting their shit back to the extent where they would destroy someone else,
0: Periwinkle Puzzle Paws would not exist. That fucking is heartbreaking, and it rules.
1: because yes, that's, that's the thing for me, is c- it could never stop unless all people were not... Materialistic in a, in a way that
0: they value things over people is literally what we're talking about. And, and what that says to me, I mean, and a I love a good like we can't fully defeat this thing. I love a good. I love a good. Oh, he's just like,
1: part of you know. I love that they're just part of the world now. They're just a thing that you cannot avoid.
0: But what can be done is a co- it, like you like when you describe the community throwing out the newsletter like a community can defeat Perry. Lincoln. Yes, that that
1: is something that I do want to harp on. Because we are we're painting a very blank statement. We've made so many different cultures on the show, and a lot of them wouldn't give a fuck if you That's stole the their shit. So it's a very like, and I feel like like we've said it a million times. The more good people in fantasy, literally through magic and how death works, it makes people better people. So as time progresses, eventually as long as people are still good and changing and not valuing things over people, Periwinkle Puzzle Pause will just
0: dissipate. And I like the idea that like it is a it is a like this this ghost will appear somewhere. But like in our neighborhood, in our community, in our apartment building, we have rid re- like we have rid our space of Periwinkle. Yeah. Yeah, our our
1: town and how our culture has moved on past that shit, we're past Periwinkle.
0: We are, we we do not care, like, when, when I lose something, I do not bring the gaze of Periwinkle because, like, you can't stop wholly, but, like, a space and time, like, a specific group space-time can come to a place where, where Periwinkle does not appear. I love that very much. I like this so much this is a scary,
1: scary being. It's almost this like, it's not a natural force, but it's almost become one. Like if this, mm-hmm. oh my God, if this were in our world, this motherfucker would be working nonstop, destroying mm-hmm. other people. But in this, it's like the way to defeat it is by actually stop, stopping placing value of things over people culturally over eons. Because I imagine, of course, this is some kind of primordial devil. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. this thing has been around for so long doing this. And I've, maybe they—they, they, I love this idea that we have in our world of the age of uh, capital H heroes, where it's true D and D bullshit, dungeon diving, violence, asshole thievery, evil kingdoms ruling and crushing the poor. This is when Periwinkle Puzzle Paws was on their shit, crushing it, and over time has become. I feel like back then Periwinkle Puzzle Paws was like what we think of when we think about like a powerful demon entity. Was like this, you know, uh, uh, a spider-like monstrosity who appears and is like care to spin a web, you know, and I'll I'll steal this and I'll destroy them. But as people keep getting better, now they're reduced to a kid fucking detective, and that's how you know they're the fantasy is almost on the cusp of destroying this thing Mm -hmm. because, like, like it style, it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller as people stop giving a fuck about it. Yeah, I love this. I think we did it. Is that it? We got it. That's it. Woo. Gosh, that's a wrap on Periwinkle Puzzle Paws, Kid Detective Platypus Reporter. Woo. This show is hard sometimes. That was good, though. I like this one a lot. I like where it started.
0: Sometimes you got to work it. Sometimes you got to, you got to, it's some, there's a, there's a, there's a quote about writing where sometimes you, you can't see where you're driving. You can just see what's in front of your headlights, but it will get you all the way home. It's true.
1: And what I do like is that we acknowledge that, like, we've had a lot of detective stories in there. I feel like the core of why these things exist in fantasy is because of periwinkle puzzle pause is like the light of Ignatius being like, we will get to the bottom of that mystery. Do not call this fucking thing. Shadow brokers, detective stories, moon crescent. Could you imagine how much business this motherfucker did moon crescent back oh, in the God, day? Yeah. So I imagine the amount of stories that we have told over detective agencies and people helping people solve like, uh uh, what's the teleporting dog? The bounding hound. No, 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 no. The, the person who walks through doors, Patches Malone. Oh, Patches Malone. Like, Patches Malone exists because there is a literal demon doing this job, but hurting people. Like, and I'm just tying that all in that, like, mm-hmm. yes, we have a lot of detective stories because I feel like this is the direct result where, like, if you had a lo- big problem, there'd be a lot of heroes who want to fix it. And this is a big motherfucking problem. Mm-hmm. Whew, I love it. Thank you so much, Taylor, for your prompt. That was a banger. It was a silly one, but God, I hate Kid Detectives, and I'm glad we got there. If you would like to submit a prompt of your own for our little podcast that could, there are a literal bazillion, ho-ho, bazinga ways for you to do it. Uh,
0: Jeff, what are they? Because I can't remember. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag Fantasy Children. You can post them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash AllMyFantasyChildren. You can email us at AllMyFantasyChildren at gmail.com. And you can post them to our Discord at bit.ly slash Discord in the Prompt Submission channel. There are four. There are four. There are
1: four. Oh, wow. That's, wow. I had a spinning (laughs) so many. (laughs) Hop into the Discord and talk to us. If you ever have lore questions or need clarifications, there's channels for that. There's channels for hanging out, talking about the show, talking about other shows, whatever you want. We're here. Jeff has more than one podcast. Don't know how he does it. How he must be some kind of shape-shifting platypus demon
0: reporter in a trench coat. But Jeff, what are your shows? Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences where every week I sit down with a friend and we play a two-player role-playing game. And Yazabas Bed and Breakfast is a tabletop Ah! actual play mini-series about a heartless witch, a comfy house and the many people making their homes inside. You can find that at tinyurl.com slash Yazabas Podcast. You can find Party of One at partyofonepodcast.com.
1: Oh, Jeff, if people want to follow you on Twitter, where can they find you?
0: Oh, you can find me at Party
1: of One Pod cool. You can find me at Eric town Asias. We never say that. Um, and, uh, but anyway, a verbal hug this week. We like to send you off feeling better. Give you some cool words of wisdom or advice or things that we're going through that we want to share. I have one. Go for uh, it. Uh, imposter syndrome is real and it sucks. Like, you know, it's, it's on fucking Twitter every day. Some I'm like, of the imposter syndrome, this, imposter syndrome. it's fucking true. It's because it's real. Uh, I have recently been thrust into a level of my career that I am. I was prepared for, However, it is scary, Um, and the feeling of believing that I don't belong in this echelon or in this world is too fucking real. So my point is, when you are feeling like some kind of fucking imposter in a space, that your work doesn't matter because you don't have 10 bajillion followers, you're not getting the downloads, your Patreon numbers are low, you know that kind of shit that we determine is like success, take a second, and I want you to write down three successes that you've felt this year, and they don't have to be gigantic. They can be as small as like, I got up and I recorded a thing this month, because with the hustle and grind and Twitter and YouTube and fucking influencers and content creators, there's this um, amount of work that is expected of people to be done uh, while they do their survival jobs that is absolutely wild. I've been saying this for years, where if you have a survival job, creating the thing that you do outside of your work is very challenging. So if you feel like an imposter in your space because you recently got like a rejection letter or, you know, your your show didn't get picked up or something like that, it doesn't matter. Pick up and move on. Your stuff still has worth. Your voice still is bomb and has value and people are going to resonate with it. The worst thing you can do is just stop sharing what you're doing because even if you're playing for a fucking audience of one, two, three people, those three people can get their shit mind blown by your work and you could change their fucking life. And if it's good for you to do it as well, take it from me, the producer of a show that not that many people listen to in the grand scheme of things. I do it for myself and for Jeff. We like doing it. And when I don't feel like a big podcaster, you know, I'm not some fucking powerful entity. I remind myself that like MFC is my favorite thing in the world. I love this goddamn show more than I like any other project I've ever worked on. It, 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 I make it because it makes me feel good and I'm not blowing up and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm nobody. However, it makes me feel like somebody. And that is something I learned and trained over time. So if you're ever feeling like dog shit, take it from me, make the thing for yourself, keep putting it out there because you are not an imposter. And also everybody starts out as a nobody and then grows into something. And even if that something is, you know, a discord of 30 people who love you, that's fuck. That has so much value. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I'm not good at expressing myself in a concise manner. However, I want you to keep making your thing. Anyway, Jeff, take it away. Let me think for a second. Also, fuck kid detectives. If you're a kid detective and you're listening to this, <laughs> go live fuck your life. You. Go live your fucking life. Uh, get out of my apartment. I have some fucking jacks for you to play with. Go outside. Go do things. Go play Fortnite or something. I don't fucking know. Whatever kids do now. <laughs> go watch Coco Melon. <laughs> Go watch Bluey. <laughs> go watch fucking Bluey. Bluey
0: hits. Please go do that. Stop solving my mysteries. Don't forget to have fun. Like, it is easy to be so focused on, like, the things. Like, it's. If, if you're somebody that makes things, it is very easy to get focused on, like, what you feel you have to do. And, like, the answer is that you don't really have to do anything. But, like, no. it is very easy to get focused on, like, you know um it being end of january is like uh it's i've got i've got i'm still in the end of year reflections mood and like it is so easy to be focused on like accomplishments and you know achievements and projects and like tangible shit you know this turned into dollars that like you lose sight it is so easy to lose sight of like fun and goofing off and you know Taking things easy and taking things light, and like that kind of thing is so important. That road leads to burnout. And I can say that from experience. The times when I have most resented the work that I do or been exhausted by the work that I do is when I was so focused on like, I have to do things and be important that like, the shit don't matter. Like, <laughs> that's the simplest way to say it is like, Sometimes it's worth acknowledging that, like, it's more about having fun. It's more about just like treating it, treating things, like treating yourself with kindness and treating your your peers with kindness and like enjoying the road because, like, God, it is going to be exhausting and you are going to need it. And I think that like taking those steps matters. It does. It truly
1: does. I I can't stress that kind of stuff enough. But yes, 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 yes.
0: I think that's it. Damn. Fuck, kid detectives. But I love this podcast. All right. Well. That is all we do here. So until next time, good night, good night and good game.
1: game. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mama Cat and Corby's Wild Music Experience. Tonight, we have the band for you that you know oh so well from spreading every myth, legend, and rumor from all over fantasy to your ears. And that's Wind on the Wind.
2: Fuck yeah! Fuck are yes. wind, wind on the Wind! Let's go! Haha, it's right, friends. We are Wind on the Wind. And today I come to you with a heavy heart. For there's been a lot of shit talking on my very best friend today. And no, it is no one in this band behind me, even though they are my sworn family. No, there's been a lot of shit talking. My favorite little scamp. And their name is Periwinkle Puzzle Paws, Kid Detective, and Platypus Reporter. Now, when nobody wanted to cover Wind on the Wind, who do you think was there for us?
1: I don't fucking know.
2: Well, it was Periwinkle Puzzle Paws. That's fucking who. (laughs) When I lost my favorite guitar, who is there for me?
1: Was it
0: Periwinkle? You're
2: fucking right. It was Periwinkle Puzzle Paws, Kid Detective, and Plata Push Paws. Fuck
0: it Periwinkle Puzzle Paws.
2: I usually come out here and sing you a little ditty. Today is no different. However, my good friend Aaron ain't got time like that right now. He can't think of shit, because that name they came up with is very complicated. So I'm going to give it a little try. Gonna take my hands off this guitar that I got back because of my friend. Wink. <laughs> I'm gonna sing Quick Little Ditty" for you. Fuck
1: yeah! We love you, Wind on the Wind!
2: When you need a mystery that needs something, why not strike up a bargain with the cutest little scamp I've ever known? Well, if you've got a mystery, they can change your history and get your guitar back. You lose a bunch of your stuff in the way. That's right. Beryl Winkle, Puzzle Puzzle, Care Detective, and Platypus reporter. Yeah, I lost my shit. Perry's there. I lost my stuff. Perry Winkle. Are you a reporter still? I don't know. But what I do know is that Perry Winkle, Puzzle pause. Kid Detective, and Platypus reporter. They see me, and I love
1: them. You're so fucking brave, Wendell. That this was friend. barely a song.
2: Fuck yeah.